And it is time for the car feature with Nickel Lowe, our technical car specialist. But he will be taking all of your technical car questions on 011-883-0702 and the WhatsApp line 072-702-1702. You can start to send them through so that he can assist you there. Nickel, how are you doing? Good to have you back on the show. All good, all good. All right, so we've, we've got some other things to talk about, though, first, before we go to everybody's questions. That is correct. So which one do you want to start with? So what we can talk about today to just kick off the show is I sometimes get the question of, especially tuners and modifiers, to say that, oh, they car can go zero to 100 yes. in this time and that time. But uh, we've actually, I've looked at the, the calculations from a theoretical point of view. If you look at vehicles that as four-wheel drive or front-wheel drive or rear-wheel drive, if we say you've got unlimited power, what will be your zero to 100 figure in that car? And you can actually calculate it because there's a limiting factor. The limiting factor is the amount of grip available between the tire and the road because that's mm. actually where the forces happen. So an interesting way of thinking about it is let's take, for example, a four-wheel drive car. So you said, let's say you've got all the power in the world, you've got perfect traction. What is the fastest you can go from zero to 100? Now, a different way of thinking of it is uh, think because uh, zero to 100 is acceleration. Deceleration is sort of the same thing, but in the other direction. So if you think of a car with very powerful brakes and it's got an ABS system and it can actually brake on the friction limit, then you will see that the, the, the time it takes from 100 to zero is around the 2.7, 2.8 mark. And that, that is for all modern cars with ABS. Remember, your, your brakes are much more powerful than your engine normally. Yes. So if you think about you can go from 100 to zero, and that actually includes a bit of help of, of from the aero resistance in about 2.7, 2.8 seconds. That is the friction uh, limit of the tires on the road. There is no way you can accelerate faster than 2.7, 2.8 seconds from zero to 100. So even if you've got an engine with unlimited power with road tires on a road surface, that is sort of your limit. And then the other interesting one is normally you've always find these guys with a hot hatches. So let's take example Golf GTI. And a guy will say, no, but I've tuned it. And now, now I can really, I can go from a zero to 100 in an unbelievable time. Not true because you again have the limit of the friction of the tires on the road, but now you've got front wheel drive. So the problem you have is weight transfer. As you accelerate faster, more of the weight actually moves to the rear wheels, your normal forces on your front wheels where the grip is gets less, you get less traction and it starts to spin up. So say, for example, you've got a Golf GTI with unlimited power, front wheel drive. You won't be able to go faster from a zero to 100 than about 5.7, 5.8 seconds. So next time you're around the bright fire and the guy with the GTI tells you he can go zero to 100 in three seconds, don't believe him. <laughs> Um, and lastly, let's talk about rear-wheel drive. So rear-wheel drive is a bit better than front-wheel drive in the sense that the weight transfer again happens during acceleration, but now the normal forces on your rear 
tires get uh, is more, which means more traction. And especially if you look at a vehicle like a Porsche 911 that got its engine in the rear. So you've got your, your weight at the back already, and now you start to accelerate even more weight on the rear wheels. So with unlimited power in something like a 911 with rear-wheel drive, you can go to from a 0 to 100 under four seconds, about 3.7, 3.8, that will be around the, the limit. Um, but remember, I said the, the limit is the friction of the tire in the road. So if you've got special tires, semi-slicks, and I don't even talk about dragsters, because if you go um, talk about drag, the dragsters, they've got a specially prepared surface. They've got these very special tires. The friction coefficient is... And it's almost double or triple those sometimes of road tires on the road. And those guys can accelerate from zero to 100 at the top fuel dragsters in under a second. So let's exclude them for now. Okay. Okay. And I think the way that you've explained it makes complete sense. Let us go to the lines. 011-8830702 and the WhatsApp line 0727021702 with all of your technical car questions that you have for Nickel Low. We've got Yasin in Johannesburg Central. Hi, Yasin. Hi. Hi, guys. Hi, hi, Nickel. So I've got a, in fact, my son, I bought him a 120 BMW, the soft top, uh, 2011. Um, you know, we've tried everything on this car, but early in the morning, when the engine is kind of cold and he starts it, it's like a very hard start. It's, ah, 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 and then it kicks in. You know, we've tried everything. We've changed the starter. We've changed the modules. We've, we've, done, we've done whatever could be done to it. But I still get that every morning. Okay, just tell me, when the engine is hot, do you get a better start? Much better start. When it's cold, that's the problem. Okay, what's the mileage of the engine? Of the vehicle? It's about 130, 140. Okay, so that's not, not a very, very high mileage. Um, because obviously the cold start condition is the most difficult for any engine. So the problem you have there is your battery also doesn't supply or the current supply is a bit throttled when it's cold. So you sometimes also get a, a lower uh, cranking rate when it's cold. Um, also, your if, when it's cold, the friction is higher. Your oil uh, is also thicker um, during a cold start. So it is the most difficult condition for a vehicle or for an engine to start. So well, what you need to take into account is obviously you say you already trained star spark plugs. So make sure the engine is fully serviced so that at least you know the spark plugs, the air filter, everything there that will help you with the start is, is fine. Yeah. Your fuel filter is fine. You've you got your I've even bought your battery. Yes, yes. yes. I've so even bought your battery and the charge unit. I've done everything. <laughs> yes, injectors yes. also. <laughs> No, so you, you went uh, down the right path, that's for sure. I would also just do a diagnostic check on the vehicle to see if there's not any of the sensors of the engine because, remember, it needs to know how cold it is for adjusting timing and fueling. So if that's one of those sensors are playing up that it doesn't know that it's cold, that will also play up. So I don't know if you've done a diagnostic check on the vehicle. I've done it twice already. And nothing, no fault codes? Nothing, nothing. All right, so the last thing I would also propose is just do a, a compression test on, on the cylinders, just to check the compression. I know it's low mileage still, but uh, compression, if it's getting lower with time, you haven't got any oil consumption issues in the vehicle. No, no oil consumption issues at all. Completely. Mm. I, 
I've, I've done major service on this thing about twice, just in case. <laughs> yeah, so I think you've, 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 you've exhausted most of my ideas as well, so I'm a bit stumped with this one. Maybe some of the listeners out there has got the same call and can tell us. You've, have you Googled it? That's my last option. <laughs> okay. I, it, it it feels like, Yasin, you might have to find a DIY solution on YouTube. That's how <laughs> hectic it has gotten. This is the very first time that I have heard Nickel not have a solution. But Yasin, I hope you give us some feedback if you get that issue resolved. We've got a Sean in Santon. Hi, Sean. Hi, how are you? Good, thanks. And you? Very good, thank you. Yes, go ahead. Nickel's listening. Um, hi. Uh, so my question is about a 2012 uh, BMW F10. Um, it's got a drivetrain mode um, message that comes on when you start it. And when you start, it, it's got like a lagging start. So it doesn't take uh, immediately. It takes quite a while. And when you smell the smoke, it kind of like smells like it's got water. Um, and it's white smoke. But then if you... I let the car idle for about 30 minutes to an hour, then the smoke goes away. But when you drive it, it's got no power. So the one time, uh, it, the first time it did that was like uh, about a month after I bought it, uh, which was three years ago, three and a half years ago. And I took it to an RMI approved workshop in Nelspreet and the guy said it was just a spark plug. He replaced them and it was fine. So now it's done that again and I'm not sure if it's the plugs or what. So I took it to BMW because I'm back in Joburg now. And BMW have given me a quote for about 60000 claiming there's something wrong with my timing. So I just wanted to know uh, what you what your thoughts are on that. Okay, that's quite a difference between spark plugs and a sixty thousand repair job. So yeah, for, yeah. for the same symptoms. Yeah. Um, so what I would also suggest is obviously um, BMW's got all the diagnostic tools. I would love to know what the fault code is in the memory of the ECU because obviously if the if the engine detects something is is wrong and you lose mm-hmm. power, it's actually putting it into a limpo mode, which is sort limpo, of a safe yeah. running yeah, it's a safe running mode where the engine tries to protect itself. So it yeah, is diagnosed yeah. that something is not happy with something and it's trying yeah. to protect the engine to, to, to get you home but still still keep the engine in one piece. So yeah. um I would also take it for a second opinion to a BMW specialist that can also okay. have the, the diagnostic equipment just to check because some of those fault codes are historic and some of those codes are present. So historic code means that something happened in the past but it's still in the memory of the ECU and another code that is present tells you it's happened in sort of the last drive cycle. Those are the ones mm-hmm. you need to be interested in. So sometimes uh, what what dealerships can do that's incorrect is look at the historic codes that maybe happened once and never again but maybe that is the expensive repair that they, they, they're proposing. I'm not saying that uh, is the Okay. Case, but it's but it's something to check. So I'll definitely take it for a second opinion. Get the diagnostics okay. check out. If you're talking about smoke from the rear, um, yeah, white smoke. Smoke normally shows up. Uh, it it can be water, uh, but obviously there is water in combustion anyway. But if it yeah. excess water that coming from, for example, if you if a, if a head gasket is going, then you'll have some of the coolant going into combustion chambers and also exiting out the exhaust. So just check your coolant levels as well. If that is staying constant, I wouldn't be too yeah. worried. If, if the smoke changes to a blue tint or so, that is oil, which is a bit more worrying. But check your coolant okay. level. Go for a second uh, opinion on the diagnostic just to see what is wrong there. 
Okay, thank you. And in the meantime, can I drive the vehicle or not? I would rather just get it uh, sorted rather sooner than later because obviously there's something wrong and you don't want to risk yes. you have even more damage. So rather sort it out than just continue driving. Okay. Okay, I'll do that. Thank you very much. No thank you. Okay. Thank you so much, Sean, for your question. Renier in Pretoria, go ahead. Oh, okay. I've got an X5 and I have tires that got damaged. So I changed two tires and same size or different make. And now I've got a issue with, um, I started the transfer case because of the sizing of the tires are different. Um, is it is it normal for it? And it gets like a, it's not stutter, but it, it feels like it's giving power to different, you know, it's like a kind of a, um, I don't know how to explain it, like a stutter. Um, and is it, do I need to change all four tires at the same time? Because it's same size, but they say the sizing is different of the actual tires. And I say okay, it's so- a case issue that comes up now. So when it comes to a vehicle like an X5, which is a permanent four-wheel drive vehicle, um, it actually hasn't got a transfer case like a bucky. It should have a, a diff, as the, a central diff. And the differential is obviously on the rear axle as well and then also on the front axle. So the, what a diff does is the differential allows different wheel speeds on the same axle but also between front and rear. So I've heard, I've had this conversation a lot when they say that, for example, um, maybe you've got a, you destroyed one tire and now you fit the same tire, but it's a new tire compared to your other tires that's sort of half worn. And now it will result in a slight differential in speed on that axle and it might cause a problem. I'm, I'm of the opinion that it's not true. Because the differential is there to cope with uh, different wheel speeds. Remember, if you uh, go around the corner, the inside wheel turns slower than the outside wheel anyway. Um, So for most of the time in a vehicle, it's very rare that all four wheels will spin at exactly the same speed. So if if the tires that you fitted are exactly the same size, but it's just the fact that maybe there's more tread on the the one-axle tire than the front uh, tread, on, on, on the tire, I don't think that can cause a, a problem. I think the issue that you might have is not then linked to the tires. It might be something else that just happened at the same time. Uh, but just make sure that the tire sizes, as I say, the circumference of the wheels need to be need to be the same. If it's just a case of different tread depth, I don't think that will cause the issue. Why do they reset the transfer case? Why why, is it, why does that get reset? If you take I've got, no, got no clue what the reset of the transfer case means. Um, as I say, it, the BMW X5, I believe, has got a diff, a central differential. The transfer case is a word we use for the buckies, for example, with your low range and so on, which is a 50-50 split between a front axle and rear axle. That's why with your buckies, with a transfer case, you shouldn't drive uh, four high on tar roads because the transfer case doesn't allow any slip between front and, and rear or any speed differential, whereas the permanent all-wheel drive cars have got a diff in the center, and that's perfectly fine if you've got a speed differential. It's not an issue. Thank you so much, Renier in Pretoria. Very quickly, last one, we've got uh, Temba in Joburg South. Temba, go ahead. Good day, good day. 
Hi, I drive a BMW M4 2016 model. Um, the car does have a modification on it. It's got a basic plug-and-play software by Bootmod. But I've seen that over the past couple of weeks, uh, the car's fuel consumption has increased rapidly. And I am getting that uh, limp mode warning uh, now and then. But what I would do is then switch the car off, switch it back on, and then it will come out of limp mode. I want to know what causes overfueling perhaps uh, on, on, on those sort of cars. Okay, um, weirdly, we've only had BMW issues today. I don't know if we've got a BMW program. <laughs> <little feeling. laughs> I did um, not plan it at all. <laughs> um, but anyway, so first of all, uh, with the M4, obviously your performance car, uh, get rid of the aftermarket uh, plug-and-play things to, to modify performance. So what they do is... Um, you can modify the fueling and the boost and so on. Obviously, it's a, I think it's a turbo engine so already in M4. Um, yes, yes. And you can up, you, yes. And what you do is with the with the chips and the modifications, what you do, you can tap into the fueling signal and you can tap into the boost uh, signal, for example. And then you can uh, you you can sort of amplify it. You can put a percentage on it. So now you ask for 10% more fuel and 10% more boost, and hopefully you get 10% more power. The problem is. That was never designed for by BMW. So you're tinkering now outside the BMW operating range of that ECU and a lot of other things can happen. So I'm, I'm in favor of tuning if you go racing, but on the racetrack that is, or uh, motorsport. But for your standard car on the road, which is also sort of your family vehicle, M4 is a lovely vehicle for a Sunday morning. You don't want to break down next to the road. And I think it's pretty fast standard. So I'll get rid of those uh, piggyback systems return it to stock standard BMW and see if that doesn't solve all your issues. Nicolo, you are clearly the BMW specialist for today, but I hope you take some of the homework that was given to you during the show and hopefully we can answer some of those unresolved issues